Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, beautiful human. Thank you so much for tapping on our conversation with Dylan Conrink. So much to discuss with Dylan. A lot of music on the agenda. Plus, she grew up on a farm. I I have the most questions. And she's working with Max Martin, one of the greatest producers of all time. This is a great conversation. If you're a fan of hers, you're going to love it. If you don't know her, you're going to know her. And I think you may love her. She has a couple incredible songs that are totally worth your ear. Uh, We'll talk about them all. So let's jump in, yeah? Thanks for being here. Subscribe to our podcast, please, and give it up for Dylan Conrique. Hello, beautiful human. My name is Zach. That is Dan. And, and we welcome to the studio. <laughs> We're still getting used to it. Dylan Conrique. Hey. Did I say your last name correctly? You did. Yeah. Everyone Everyone usually says it Conrique. Conrique. It's Conrique. Yeah. I just actually learned that maybe three years ago. What, what, wait, hold on. You learned the pronunciation of your last name as recent as three years ago? Yes. So I... My whole family thought it was Conriki. And so we were like, yeah, that's what it is. And then my grandma recently was like, no, I actually just found out that it's Conriki. Who tells your grandma this, that she's been like, she's been living a lie. I have no clue. She's always like doing research and I guess it's like French a little. Uh, So I don't know. Yeah. She just learned that. Fascinating. Do you, do you discover new sides of yourself now that you have to give your last name differently like everything you knew how you introduce yourself just goes away yeah i mean every interview that i've ever done i've said conriki so i'm like anytime wow. i'm like hey i'm dylan conriki i've definitely messed up a bunch of times for sure so why not stick with conriki if that's what the people know um i don't know i feel like conriki is like it has like a solid ending. Does yeah. that make sense? And Conriki is like, I guess it's more like normal. So it's if you hear Conriki, it's like, oh, okay. Art. You know, yeah, art. Thespian. <laughs> yeah, maybe it makes it a little bit more interesting. Different. Yeah. You grew up in Gilroy, California? I did, yeah. And tomboy energy. Is that you grew up? I, I was reading. Is that correct? You ate, you write you write ATVs. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew is that up wrong? On like, did I did I character you? Was that the wrong thing to do? Is what? to take to, to associate tomboy energy with no women who ride ATVs? No, I don't think so. I mean, I like grew up basically in the dirt. I mean, every photo I have dirt on my face, <laughs> so it's like I was that that child that like was just always outside, and now I live in LA, which is so crowded. Yeah, different. So different. Yeah. Do you like still ride an ATV ever? I don't. We actually sold all of our ATVs and horses and pigs and all of our animals when we moved to LA and like got rid of everything. You and sold so, the whole farm? 
Yeah, sold to farm 2017. Wow. And was it your job that made your parents make the move? Yeah. I mean, overall, like, you know, my sister's 10 years older than me. Um, so she was already off doing her own thing. And my parents were like, well, it's just the two of you left me and my brother. So we're like, we want nothing to do with horses. <laughs> we want to move to L.A. And, um, you know, we were only living in our brand new house for like six months. And then we packed everything up and left. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I mean, horses are a lot of work. They are. Yeah. And I, I like horses as more like kind of like just them being there. I don't I've never found like a passion in like riding horses mm -hmm. or like in that kind of area. But my sister and my dad are both um, like team ropers and like they're oh, all that rodeo like vibe. Yeah. Like real rodeo energy. Yeah. My dad was in a bunch of rodeos growing up and my sister's just getting into it. She was in, you know, the high school rodeos and stuff. What? Yeah, I lived in that world. I was like following them around. Like, oh, so what did your dad do? Like, what did your parents do for a living that they were able to even afford a farm? Because that's yes. expensive. So my mom, she basically had a horse stables in Gilroy oh. when I was born. And so, yeah, she and my dad ran that. Oh, so that was the business? Yeah, that was the business for Whoa. a while. And then she got into like real estate and, you know, she's been doing that for a while. And my dad's a contractor. Yeah. Who also does rodeos? Who also <laughs> rides Bronx, yeah. Like, what, what does that mean? Wild horses. So, they buck, and he basically is on them while they're bucking. Bareback? Um, I don't know if he did bareback. Do you saddle a wild horse? Is that the, yes, is that the sign of conquering of. a horse? Is being able to saddle one? See, I don't know anything. Like, I go to these rodeos, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I'm like, I have, my dad's, like, teaching me still to this day, because I just don't understand that world at all, but... Yeah, I just like, it's a whole different world. It's definitely expensive having horses, I think. Yo. For sure. Oh, yeah. 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 And I was like, I want to do the other expensive thing. Singing. Move to LA. <laughs> and move to LA. Yeah. Literally, I mean, raising animals and keeping a farm intact is like, it is a process. It is. Mm -hmm. And it's also like, it's not f fuck job. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. Like, that's sure. insane. Yeah. But definitely helps make you who you are. Yeah, because I was I was doing that. Be be completely honest, I did not have a lot of friends in school. So, you know, I had the farm, I had my animals, and I had the ATVs. And I also started dancing when I was four, and I was on competition teams, and I started acting. And uh, I think it was in third grade when I started doing acting classes and singing lessons when I was in second grade. And Why? You know, I was like already like interested in that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, out of nowhere, I was like. I found out about LA somehow from my little town and I was like, I want to go there. Like that's, that's where everyone's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. But why, why acting? Why singing? Why was that the escape? Why, what interests you initially? Yeah. Well, I was not a sports person. <laughs> <laughs> I like tried, I tried track. I tried cross country. I tried soccer and it's just like, I was horrible at all of it. Like I'm not good at sports at all. I try to stay away from that. So, you know, like finding that kind of like I've I've been singing since I was super little. My mom was like putting me in singing lessons and like seeing like because, you know, when you're a parent, like this is from my mom's word. She's like, when you're a parent, you think your child's like good at everything, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like she would go up to these people and be like, please tell me, is she bad? Like, <laughs> be honest with me. <laughs> and so um, I just like fell in love with it. And I was like doing like the dance competition 
I did a, like a world of dance world of dance competition in 2013 and like that was so much fun and I think it was like being on stage and like being in front of people which I really liked and I knew that you could do that with singing and then acting I just like love to be able to like play a whole different role and not myself it's really cool there's real commitment though that goes into dance even from the earliest of ages like yeah you have to really show up you need to really give your all yeah I was a tap dancer growing up I don't want to brag oh but I knew a lot of kids who did co- like dance competitively mm-hmm. and everything is on the back burner like oh. the excuse was I can't I, I gotta dance or I have dance practice <laughs> yeah I had like practice for like five hours after school. Yeah, that's what does that teach you though that you carry with you today? I think it's just like oh, that's so hard because I feel like naturally, like I was already getting taught by like a teacher, an adult. So it was kind of like, you know, we had this really, we had this rule, like it was being like polite and being like very respectful. And it's like, you know, it definitely makes you grow up a little bit more. <laughs> And, you know, you can't mess around in dance class when you're a kid because it's like it's a competition team. You got to be ready. Do you end up identifying with people like Kenzie Ziegler, like deeper because of that bond? Yeah. I mean, we'll sit literally in her room watching dance competitions for hours. (laughs) And we're just like, oh, like literally just watching the whole time. Um, We bond on that level. But I think we also bond on like the kind of just being the same age, doing the same thing. Yeah. Going through the same struggles. So it's like we're both like so different, but so similar at the same time. And I I mean, just wondering, do you feel more alone today or when you had no friends and you had your pigs growing up? Honestly, I feel like I feel more alone today. Like I always like think about like my childhood and like even though I didn't have a lot of friends at school, like I still like had fun like hanging out with my brother or like hanging out with my older sister. So it was it was different because I always was doing something you know I didn't have a phone I didn't have social media and so now that I do have it I think because of social media and because of LA it can get a little lonely sometimes oh yeah yeah and you don't know who to trust yeah it's very hard Kenzie's like the first person here that I really was like you're with me forever for sure how do you know it's gonna how do you know it's forever with somebody like Kenzie and not a another person that you maybe bring into your zone i don't know i feel like i have met like a lot of people here and it's kind of just like naturally who you click with mm, like true. before i was like i wanted to be friends with everyone like i was like let's hang out let's do this and da, 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 da. but at the end of the day it's like who do you genuinely have fun even if you're just in a room and you have nothing to do and you're bored, but you're with that person. So it's still fun. Yeah, to, I, yeah. Dude, true friendships are built on silence. Yeah. Like you opinion. can like just sit there on your phones and you're still having way mm-hmm. more fun than you, than you would by yourself. Totally. Yeah. But it is hard to let, like, do you see yourself as famous or getting famous or how do you view your career in the grand scheme of the path that you're on? I don't know. I, I I've never like considered myself famous. I feel like, like famous is like like a whole different level you know and right now it's just like i have like really like really sick fans like they're just so dope and like you know i'm i'm growing from that um and that fan base is like growing but yeah i've never like been like oh i'm famous i just feel like that's like a not it's not a title i can have yet you know what what would make you famous 
I don't know what stadium tours. <laughs> is that that's pretty? Yeah. Yeah, you got to be I pretty famous so. to sell out a stadium. Yeah. You start posting records on the internet in 2017. Yeah. Why'd you start that? Why? Uh, Heartbeat is that the first one? Oh. Well, that's the first the original, but you did covers before that. Yeah, I did. Um, I think it was more just to like, it's just what I wanted to do. So I just like put it out there, and whoever saw it saw it, you know. Um, and then scary it, to do it. Oh yeah, it was terrifying. I was like, I'm 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 so hard on myself too. So like when it comes to putting music out, I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's ready. I don't know if that's ready because I just like feel like I'm my like biggest critic. Did someone push you or did you push yourself? I think I pushed myself. Yeah. Why? I think because it's so like hard in this industry, and I mean, I got here when I was twelve, and like. I learned so much being here that it's just like you have to be your own support system at the end of the day. Mm. It's true. Yeah. Because like also like the people who are cheering for you, you don't even know their motives. You know, you don't yeah. know why. Who are you? No, for sure. What's your deal? Yeah. And what do you want from my success? <laughs> yeah. Scary, but accurate. Very scary. Yeah. It's weird. And when I brought up heartbeat, what was, what was that reaction? Oh, that was, <laughs> I like, was so mad at my mom that day. I think I was like, tw I think I was 12. Cause she was like, yeah, you have a love interest in this video. And I literally started crying. <laughs> I was like, I don't want a love interest. I was freaking out because like, I've never talked to like a boy at that point. So I like looking back on that, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just so embarrassing. <laughs> How was music being created around you back then? Was it being, were songs being made for you? Were you writing with yeah. somebody? Songs were, I never really got into songwriting until maybe 15 or 16. So okay. that was like kind of just like songs that were like sent and then I would just record it. But the ones that I've been putting out since I signed with my label, those have been just me writing. What about, so, okay, there's a record that Max Martin has a credit on. Yeah. Yeah. I, can you just break down Birthday Cake? Because it's also a song that sat around for a minute, right? Yeah, so the one with Max Martin is... Uh, is it not Birthday Cake? The recent one, I Miss You. Oh, I'm so cake, sorry. No, no, you're good. Birthday Cake was hanging around for like two years before I actually put it out. Well, okay, let's go, we'll start with Birthday Cake and then we'll get to Max. Okay. Who... <laughs> I, I love him. I mean, so many people love him. Yeah. I've gotten to know him. He's one of the coolest human beings on the face of the earth. So chill. Like, you would never amazing. know that he shaped pop culture and pop music, like, in a way that nobody else has yet to do, ever. Yeah. It's, it's wild. And he's the most relaxed, chill person. It's like, like, it's, he's so chill that it makes me nauseous. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like one of those. But, birthday cake, why is it sitting around for a minute? And when did you know it was the right time to release? I just was, at the time, I was, like, trying to figure out, like, how to, I don't know, it was just so hard putting out music because everything, like, was about, like, TikTok. It's, like, if your song blew up on TikTok, like, that is how you get in, kind of. Mm. And so, I made Birthday Cake for my friend, and it was more just, like, I had nothing to write, and I was, like, literally stuck, and then... I just like had this idea with this co-writer and so we wrote the song and I just like sent it to her right when I got the demo because it was more just like 
a song. Like I, I've written like lots of songs that have never even came out because they're just like, you know, they're just like got to write a song to get like the best one kind of yeah. thing. And this one was so personal, and I thought it was like too specific that, you know, it was it wasn't right to put out. They're always the ones though. Yeah, it is. And I didn't realize how many people, you know, I didn't really think about it how many people would relate to the song. Mm. So then when I saw the reaction, when I just teased it, I wasn't even sure if I was putting it out. I was just like, let's just see how it reacts. And when it blew up, I was just like amazed because I didn't realize how many people related to it and how it like impacted their lives. I've had people like come up to me. I did an LA show yesterday and I had someone come up to me saying that like my song saved their best friend. So like, it's like, that is insane to me that... That song was there for two years. I wish I put it out two years ago. <laughs> but yeah. do you think it would have been what it is today if you put it out two years ago? I don't know. I see. I don't even remember what two <laughs> years ago was like. Yeah, right. Different world. Yeah. It's it's COVID hit and <sighs> yeah. God, it makes me so sad. Yeah, it makes me so sad that we literally lost two years because mm -hmm. it's true. Like you can't even. It's hard to like wrap your mind around what was back then. Yeah, like I I can't even remember. I just remember. Seeing it on the news, and I was like, I'm going to be inside for a very long time. <laughs> God, we really should give back two years to everybody's life. Yeah. Everybody should deduct two years from their age. Exactly, yeah. And then you get two years Well, I years don't know. I just, I just turned 18, so <laughs> I like being 18 right now. <laughs> that would be really mean. Some benefits. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Is the uh, version that we hear today, was that recorded two years ago, or did you go back and re-record it recently, or before you put it out? I re-recorded it, because I sounded like a baby and i was like yeah we gotta change that so you wrote it originally for your friend what was your friend going through so she lost her mom in 2016 to cervical cancer and so it was it was very out of the it was very out of the blue it just like happened one day and you know she was doing really well and then i just got this call from my best friend and it was like i thought she was joking for a second because you know, she just like was preparing herself for those, for that one year that she um, was diagnosed with cancer. She was just preparing herself. So it was that, you know, the dark humor. And, you know, when she told me, I was immediately like, you're joking. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, don't pull that on me. And, you know, like then it finally clicked and I was like, this is real life. And I was in LA too. So I couldn't even like go there and, I mean, I could have, but it was just like, what are my boundaries? And, you know, I don't want to cross. And right now she needs to be with, like, her family and her grandparents and, like, just be completely surrounded by them. And I thought that me being there might be a little too overwhelming because I was also attached to the situation. Um, so, yeah, it was just, like, overall, like, a huge life-changing thing. And I definitely think that it changed her a lot. She had to grow up way faster. I oh, mean, yeah. She was, I don't even know how old she was. She was like, what, I think she's 12, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, she was about to turn 13 or something like that. Yeah, but it's just like so young and immediately it was like, okay, you got to grow up now. So you take on her pain and emotion and this experience and you craft a record for her or about what she's going through for her it was more of a reminder because like i could tell she kind of you know was hiding it and like 
didn't really go through the emotions that, you know, that everyone goes through. And so I wrote it just to, like, remind her, like, every great thing about her mom and every saying that they've ever said to each other. And so overall, it's just a personal song for her. And I didn't I didn't realize, like, so many people had gone through the same exact thing. So you write it 100% on your own? I wrote it with a co-writer. I was like, I went in and I was like, I don't even, I don't know what to write about. Like, I feel like I've, I was, I don't even know how old I was. I think I was 15 or 16 by the time. And, you know, there's so much that a 16-year-old girl mm-hmm. can write about until it starts sounding like the same thing. And so, you know, I was just talking about like, they're like, just tell us about your life. Tell us what you've like experienced. And so I started talking about the situation they're like why don't you just write about that and i was like i feel like that's too too much and they're like no they're like you just write what you feel and so they definitely helped me get those words out um and help me and help guide me in the right way what eventually pushes you to release it like what is the the the, the breaking point that's like because it sat there collecting dust yeah. and i'm assuming you just shared it with your friend right it was just for her yeah i shared it i think i Gave the song to her maybe the next day after I wrote the song. So it was just a demo. And it was just to a piano. There was no violin in it or any really real production in it. And so, you know, two years later, I was like, I really want to put a song out. But I just like, I have no idea what to put out. And my best friend was just like, why don't you put out Birthday Cake? And I was like, no, that's your song. Like, I was like, "That's, that's not a song that I would put out. And, you know, she definitely pushed me every day and was like, you have to put it out. And so I teased it and then everyone like loved it. And she was like, see, like, <laughs> you're good. You can pu- you can put it out. And so I got approval from all the family and um, shared the song with them before I put the song out. Would you say this song changed your life? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I think I'm still in shock and it hasn't hit me that like, the amount of people who listen to it and like when I sang it at the LA show yesterday like everyone knew the lyrics and it was just like life-changing what is it what is it can you describe the feeling of something that is so personal for you and for your friend and their family turning into something that is couldn't be further opposite of personal even though it may still remain personal yeah but it's not because it's shared with everybody it's it's now personal to everyone yeah, I think that I still I still find like like a part of it in it, you know, because it's out there to the world. It's still special because my mom lost her mom. Um, I think when I was one, so my mom relates to the song already. Yeah, people take it on and apply it to their own existence. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, like I've I've never experienced what you know my my mom and my best friend went through, but. When I sing the song and like I see how much like it affects them and when they start crying, I like I can't even finish the song like when I'm singing it like it's so hard. But at the end of the day, it's like it's changed people's lives, but it's also changed mine. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's gonna make me cry. It's very emotional. (laughs) Yeah. Well, just a song like that, like I think a lot of songs are born out of genuine, organic, beautiful moments like moments that need music to help you yeah. get through it but uh not all of those songs end up becoming hits you know yeah and by the way like you tend to know songs that are going to do well they 
a lot of pop songs and hit songs have things in common. I'm not saying every hit song shares this, but a lot of the biggest songs we've ever heard, especially in recent years, have sat around and done nothing, collected dust for years before being released. Yeah. And when they come out, they're more relevant than ever. They're more timely than ever. They hit people deeper than ever. I think real art is always ahead. Truly. And uh, it's wild that that song just sat there for two years and is now, it's the biggest song you have, right? Yeah. Biggest song. It's insane. I mean, I, I don't even know. I was just putting the song out. I don't know anything about like, like the Spotify stuff and all that information, but you know, when I see those numbers, I'm just like, geez. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you learn from creating birthday, birthday cake, sorry, that you take with you and you apply to your art moving forward? I think it's just being genuine. I think it's like, like I've learned that every time I went into the studio before, I was going in from a feeling that I had a very long time ago. So the song isn't as genuine or doesn't come out as strong because in that moment, I'm not feeling that, you know? I'm not, I've always felt that song for Birthday Cake. I've always felt like she needs something for her, you know, my best friend, she needs something. And I've always had that feeling with me. So that's why it came out so naturally. And, you know, with my other song, like, in that moment, like, I literally went into the studio trying to write a totally opposite song. And they asked me how I really felt. And I was just like, I miss that person. Like, I, and that's how we came up with the song. So I think it's, you know, putting your feelings more forward instead of, like, oh, yeah, I want to write about a song I felt like two years ago or like something I wrote in my journal a couple months ago because I don't feel that anymore, you know? And when I feel something in the moment, it I see that it comes out naturally. So do you find yourself feeling something and then asking to get into a studio, writing down notes to remember how you feel? Yeah, I try to make it pretty, like, try to go in the studio at least like three times a week. Wow. So... Anytime I'm feeling something, I'm like, I got a studio session tomorrow. So I'm like pumped for it. That's great, actually. Yeah. Strategically placed throughout the week. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, just I'm keep like, your feelings. Like, what feeling do you got today? I'm like, well. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. So how do you approach the session with Max Martin? And how does Miss You come to be? Is it created from scratch yeah. in that studio on Duhini? Or do you hear production? Do you get lyrics? Yeah, so that day was honestly insane. So it was my second day with um, Johan Carlson and uh, Mozella. And so it was my first day. It was at the studio. It was beautiful. And it was just like, it's my second time writing a song with them. It's a cool space, right? Oh, I love it. It feels so homey. And I feel like, you know, just like when I go into a studio, I tend to like, be like okay it's work but it's like if i don't write a song at that studio with them like i don't feel like as bad because it's like i feel like i'm at home yeah it's like it's very homey yeah. but also that's the energy one should need like genius yeah. doesn't knock every day and you shouldn't feel forced to crank something out that is gonna lack genuine energy yeah. lack authenticity that is just not gonna be you like yeah. why because the truth is like 
the effort that you're putting into for something, you can put into getting closer with your collaborators and mm-hmm. getting more comfortable in the space. And the next time you're there, two days later, who knows what can come? Yeah. So it's home. You feel comfortable. You're not working directly with Max, but because it's like, it used to be a famous person's house. I forget who it was. Yeah, it was... Um, like Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. Is it? Marilyn Monroe mm. and Frank Sinatra. That's it. Yeah. It's the... You've so passed, cool. You've passed it a thousand... It's literally... It's on Duhini a block or two up from the Troubadour. Oh, really? Like Santa Monica Duhini between uh, Santa Monica and Cynthia. Oh, really? I've been there so many times. It's mm. beautiful. Yeah, it's... it's really cool. Yeah. Oh, peaceful. And there's like water fixtures in the middle. And yeah, it's insane. Gorgeous. So you're creating with two other collaborators within Max's camp. Yeah. And is the story that Max like just heard it by chance? Well, I went in not knowing that it was um, Max's camp. I didn't know. Really? Yeah. So I went in just thinking I was having like a regular session with the people I'd had the session with two days before. And, you know, you know, like the living room or like the dining room area. I'm in there and this this guy comes up to me and he's like have we met and i was like no i don't think so and he was just like i'm max and i'm like i'm dylan and we shook hands and then <laughs> me and uh johan and Mozella, we went upstairs and she was like isn't that so cool you just met max martin and i was like you're kidding me i just met max martin i was like i need to go back down there and reintroduce myself a little bit better um no it was it was crazy because you know i have a friend who knows like everything about the music industry so i'm like texting her i'm like I just shook hands with Max Martin and she's like, are you kidding me? She's like, are you terrified right now? Like, are you like in shock? And, um, it was insane. Like the whole day I was just like writing this song. I miss you. And then he walks in, he walks into the studio and he was just like, can I listen? I was like, yeah. And we didn't have a, like a demo yet. So I had to sing it for him. And First of all, I'm literally like, oh, you want me to sing it now? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, where are my notes? I'm like, I don't know the lyrics yet. And so I did that and he was just like, I love the song. He's like, can I give any pointers? And I was like, please. I was like, take the song if you want. I'm like, it's all yours. Like, do whatever you want to the song. And he just by like the changes that he made, it drastically made the song a hundred times better. Like, but also peep the respect. Can I give pointers? Would I you know. mind if I can give you a thought? I know. Most people would just blurt out their feelings as yeah. opposed to asking for permission. Yeah. Like, that's genuine respect. Yeah, he's so cool. Like, he was probably in there for like two hours and oh, wow. it was it was insane because it was just like, we're just going off of each other and then like, he would have this another idea and then I'm, we'd put it in and it changes the song, it changes the vibe. And he also helped... Um, you know, he also helped with some production in it, too. So overall, it was crazy. And then he was like, yeah, you don't give me credit. And I was like, what? are you sure? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, he's like, it's OK. And then we're about to put the song out. And they're like, Max wants a credit. I'm like, let's give him a credit. I'm like, please. <laughs> I was like, I don't think anyone else would, you know, like see that and be like, you know. You want that name on your song. Yeah. I was like, that's so cool. And especially because. We worked on some other songs with him too. So every time I go there, I see him and it's just like, I, I think I'm like over like the starstruck now and I'm more like, I am I feel like I'm being taught. Wow. Yeah. How, is that not incredibly special? So cool. Like he has helped me. Like 
I don't even think he realizes how much he's helped me and overall like everything what has he taught you so like i i used to be horrible at doing harmonies and like horrible at doing ad-libs and like he just like naturally like like you could give me a harmony and i would sing it and then they're like okay and then i go to record it immediately forgot it <laughs> so it's like because he was there when i was recording i miss you i was like you better get this nailed in your head <laughs> i was like don't mess up in front of him so overall like watching him like like when he would play the song he's like do you hear that and i'm like i, I don't hear anything and then he like breaks it down and he shows like a synth in the song and mm. i'm like i didn't even hear that but now i do because <sighs> he pointed it out and he pointed how you know how different he can change a synth just by like one note and it changes the song everything everything he's like literally the magic touch <laughs> can you describe what he changed in that song that you think really elevated it and took it to the next level yeah so the the part where it's just like the I, I miss you so it was before it was just like I, I miss you and then he had it I, I miss you so he did that he also changed the melody to the pre and then um, yeah he helped with like some of the production in it because we weren't sure what we were going to do with it and then you know Johan came with his production and was like here it is and it was like drastically changed because it wasn't just piano anymore you know it was like there's more there were like crazy sounds in the back that i don't even know like <laughs> i'm still being taught you know <laughs> like i don't even know what any of these instruments are and so just like knowing that you know like he worked on this song with me but also knowing that like he's such a good influence mm -hmm. on me too because i'm learning so much and i don't even realize it until i go That's... into the studio i'm like I am doing harmonies way better now. Like, I actually can memorize harmonies. <laughs> but that's a real teacher. Yeah. Like, you don't understand what you've learned until you're applying it on your own, doing it on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, like, that's, that is, it's an honor. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was like, I remember I did, like, a bunch of research. Um, like, I was given these, like, documentaries and, like, all these like crazy stuff. I was like literally learning about the Beatles, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears. Like I completely went back in time and just like went through everything. And that's really how I was like, who is Max Martin? And then I really got into who Max Martin was. Well, like, by the way, the through line to like all the people you just mentioned yeah. is Max Martin. Yeah, literally. So it's, gosh. And he, again, like he doesn't really do that often though. Am I wrong in that? Like, how often does he go in and like just appear? I was told rarely. Yeah, in a new in a newer artist session. Like, oh my gosh, he's in my studio right now. He's in the studio session right now. So, how many Same. songs have you done in total with him? Um, I think he's helped out probably for like three songs already. Wow. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. So enough to release an EP? Um. Well, we actually have like songs. So I was writing with this other um producer and writer uh luca and so we were writing we had this idea for this song and then he came in and he helped and was just like helped with the melody and everything so we're actually working on that when she gets back which will be really cool because it's just like such a feel-good song we have no lyrics to it <laughs> we just have a melody and it's been sitting there and we're like we don't know what it's, the song's gonna <laughs> be about but we know that we have to finish the song so waiting to do that and um yeah i just like have a bunch of other songs just like in the files right now do you want to release an, like a body of work 
in the next few months? I don't know. Like, I released an EP the first time I ever, like, released music with, like, a team behind me. And, you know, it. everyone loved the song Baby Blue, which is crazy because I was just, like, putting this. I didn't realize how many people would listen to it. And um, that was also, like, okay, I'm getting the hang of it. Um, but right now, I'm just, like... I feel like I'm just going to put some singles out and then hopefully when I'm ready and I have like, you know, the the vibe that I'm going to stick with, I think that's when I'm going to put something out. What is effortless to you? Acting or making music? Making music. With acting, it's a lot of research and, um, you know, when you get like a, an acting role or an audition, like you have to do more research. Before, I just like would get into it and then send the tape. Hmm. And now it's like, oh, I have to like actually like learn about this person and like become this person for this audition. So, so as you look at like the path that you're paving, what do you want most of those blocks to be made up of? Is it music? Is it acting? Is it a balance between the two? I think it's a balance between the two. I mean, like I have, I'm obsessed with Marvel. I don't know. <laughs> no one really knows that, but I have like, always wanted to be in a like kind of action movie like a franchise like yeah it's just like a franchise like i've always like just like i've always watched iron man i've been obsessed with iron man since i was little and um you know like when i get acting auditions like when i get auditions for it i get so pumped for it <laughs> so pumped i'm like in the moment and um i've realized that you know like that would be really cool and then just like still like doing music of course yeah yeah so you really want to be a superhero and then make music superhero <laughs> i mean that would be sick but you know i'm always down for any action movie sick yeah. so you really want to be an action star yeah and a musician yeah musician for sure is there a true like does it take a true thespian to be an a action star do you know i don't know all i know is I'm probably going to have to go to gymnastics for <laughs> to be a superhero. So. You did your own stunts in the Bitter Music video? Yeah, with the riding the ATV, that was that was easy. I actually almost burned cuz I was oh. wearing shorts. I almost burned like my leg on the um the motor, so I was like didn't have my gear, so I wasn't prepared for that, but um yeah, that was so much fun filming that music video. Also hardcore. Yeah. Baller. It was like an all-day thing. I think it's from four in the morning seven in the morning maybe four in the morning ish Oof. we drove over there and then all the way to like eight or seven you also got a jeep congratulations that was a big deal yeah. for you yeah very big deal i've always like my family have always had trucks <laughs> and so i was like what can i have in la <laughs> that is somewhat of a truck but it also can fit everywhere and so i found this car and i was like yep that's it for sure a jeep yeah jeep and i got it all done it's like it's insane like it's a beast sick yeah was that like your treat to yourself yeah oh yeah for sure i got it in august and i was like immediately in love with it mainly because it's just like i feel so safe in it you know yeah. i feel taller and um i think it's funny seeing people's reaction because the car is almost like <laughs> It almost like doesn't fit in all the garages. So <laughs> when you see this big vehicle, this like big, huge tires, and then you see someone who looks five foot <laughs> come out of this car. And I'm like, yeah, it's so funny seeing people's reaction. They're like, For how real? did you get in there? Because I literally have to jump in the car. Uh, is it how high is it lifted? 
It has so it's has thirty seven thirty sevens tires on it. Yeah, thirty sevens. Oh, wow. And then Jesus. um I think yeah, and then I have a three and a half inch lift on it. What? And you're driving yeah. that around Los Angeles? Yeah. <laughs> and it gets you twelve miles to the gallon. Oh, it's more like ten because those Sis, tire, what? those tires are so like they take so much power from the car. And my dad's like a my dad, he like works on my car every time like I need something done. And like me and him we worked on uh redoing all the steering components on it because they just couldn't hold the tires because the tires were so like big and um yeah we just like we're Bro. working on it and doing a bunch of stuff to it he's how cool is that though that stuff. like that's bonding right oh yeah i mean i think i'm i'm more of the son to my dad than i think <laughs> my brother is because i'm the one that's like wanting to work on the uh -huh. car with uh -huh. him and like help him out and my brother's like Ugh, no <laughs> do your parents get what you do for work yeah my parents are very involved which i'm really glad because i think it's like hard you know like you get taken advantage of a lot oh yeah in la so it's it's nice to have like like someone will say something to me and i'm like yeah and then i'll go back and my parents would you know be like maybe don't say that to them or it's just nice having that like you know of course like support and like kind of security safety <laughs> yeah 100% safety. Yeah, I still have my dad drive me to sessions. Sick. Yeah. That's, by the way, proper. Yeah. How, how old are you? I'm 18. Baby. Uh, yeah. yeah. Your parents your should be driving around for the next 10 years. I know. I'm like, they're going to, they're literally going to be taking me to sessions when I'm like 30. <laughs> hey, sister, it works. <laughs> yeah. So like, why are we going to like fix? free gas. Yeah, like, money. I don't have to pay for gas. But why would we fix that? Like something that's not broken. Like the energy's right. Them yeah. driving you. Like the universe aligns with that. Yeah. We're crafting hits. Max Martin just <laughs> peeps into the session, then wants credit, <laughs> then does three other songs with you. Yeah. It's, it's fucking insane. amazing. It's insane. It's like, takes a lot to like process it. What do you think he saw in you or heard in you? I don't know. Like, I don't know. It just like, I was just there for a session and I was just like making a song and then he walks in and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. So today, like as you are so young and 18, how do you measure success today? It can change. Measure it as in- like, Define it. What is success to you? What makes you feel successful? Have you felt successful? Know. Last night, my first <laughs> LA show, I did. I I have never had that experience ever in my life. And I had people singing my song to me <laughs> for the first time ever. Like, I could stop singing my song when I was singing Birthday Cake. It felt so magical because it's like I didn't even sing the first chorus and they were just belting it. It was amazing. And it's like I got to meet every single person after and like have like a conversation with them and um that was also life-changing because i've never done that i also like was freaking out inside like i could feel my heart just pounding i was so nervous but like being there it just like felt like family honestly that's that's real yeah it was really cool like still smiling about it today by the way, please listen to Dylan Conrique, not Conrique, <laughs> Dylan Conrique's music. Uh, there's a link to all of it in the description below. Final thoughts, Daniel? You, you think if your family still lives on the farm and you wrote music there, it would sound different? 
Oh, yeah, I think I'd be doing country music right now. Really? <laughs> I actually do listen to country music. So do I. Yeah, I love country music. And my dad used to play it all the time because it was only like clean music <laughs> at the time mm. when I was young. So I grew up on it. And I think that also has to do with my writing a little. and Like storytelling? Yeah. I think I, I think it has to do with that. But to this day, I either listen to like old R&B, T-Pain, Chris Brown, like old Chris, Va- uh, old Chris Brown, um, or I'll just go straight to country mm-hmm. music. Like those are my... Are you writing songs with deep specifics in there? The same yeah. way Birthday Cake had it? Every song that I've ri- uh, written since... Um, since I've been working with the team that I wrote I Miss You with, everything's been how I felt in the moment. That's refreshing, relieving. Yeah, it's honestly like therapy, feels like. God, it's awesome. Why is that one song that you wrote that doesn't have lyrics? Like, how are you going to know when the right story comes along? I don't know. It just like hasn't clicked yet. And I'm just like waiting because I don't want to rush into it. I don't want to put a feeling to it that I think is right for it. Um, I want to make it, I want to make it really like just perfect. So I just like, I'm taking my time on this one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. This was chill. I appreciate you. I didn't lean back because I'm really short and my feet would have been up. So I was like, I don't want to like, my feet are like this on the couch. First of many uh, hangs, I hope. Yeah. Our studio is always here. Perfect. Come back for an EP or album. Or not. Or next. Who gives a shit? Just come and hang. Oh, sweet. Didn't, did you uh, release a he, him version? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. why do you want to do that? I got a lot of requ- uh, requests for that. And I didn't think about it, too. And then when I saw, like, people were like, can I have a he version, he, him, they version? And I was like, I mean, why not? You know, yeah. so I did a live version. And, um, yeah, and a lot of people love that. And, you know, I had a lot of people come up to me yesterday and say, that they're really thankful that I put that out too because that helped them relate to it even more. Yeah, apply it to their own existence. Yeah. And their own situations. Yeah. It's beautiful. Dylan Kunreek, <laughs> thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Oh, beautiful human. You made it through our conversation with Dylan Kunreek, and I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for letting us into your ears today. Please share our podcast with those you care about. Hit subscribe and let us know who we should talk to next. You're always taking recommendations at Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Don't be afraid to reach out and please be safe. Hug your family and don't go to jail. I'll talk to you real soon. Today's show is hosted and executive produced by Zach Sang. It was also executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zolot, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rudensky. Music by James Ashuto. Senior producer, Caitlin Plummer. Associate producer, Eve Bishop. Production sound mixing on today's show was done by Alex Goins, Nico Pierce, and Joseph Hartshore. Sound mixing was done by Daniel Chavez-Crook and Ivan Wayman. Post-production manager was Caroline Rude. Production manager was Michelle Dorostock. And our production coordinator was Bryce Herless. And that was an episode of The Zach Sang Show. Talk to you soon. <laughs>